It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Which team is this Auburn basketball team looking forward to facing the most? In the SEC tournament, we talk with SEC champion Zepp Jasper. And then for today's Charlie Tuesday, we talk about who could possibly be starting next year for football on the offensive line. All that and more on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And now here on Locked On Auburn, we are joined by SEC champion, Zepp Jasper. I've been waiting all year to introduce you that way, but congratulations. I imagine Saturday was a pretty cool day for you guys. Oh, yeah, it was a pretty cool day. You know, it was one accomplishment that I go. Um, like I always say, when I always get on here, um, we got three goals to get. One of them is SEC regular season championship. The second one is to win the SEC tournament. And the third one is the big dance. Right. The big dog, March Madness. And um, I always been wanting to get introduced on here as a champion. <laughs> sure. Just one champion. Right. So, you know, it was pretty exciting just to get announced to be a champion. You know, when we was counted out, we was number five. I went and looked at, you know, preseason ranking. As soon as we won, I looked at it as a motivation key. You know, now it's like we the top dogs. Yeah. So it's like now we are the motivation. We are motivation. And now it's like everybody want to beat us now. No, there, there's no question about that, Zep. Do you, um, where is your chunk of the net that you cut down? I actually put it on the back of my hat. I had to put it on the back of my hat. That's cool. I, I'll never wear that hat again. Both We got two hats, one white hat and one black hat, and a black shirt and a, and a blue shirt. I never put those shirts on again ever in my life. I'm going to frame them um, because it's history. It's history. I don't want, I don't want to touch them no more. But I want to get three to, three to five, three to seven more shirts, and I'll never touch them again. I want to get, I want to get everything. I think that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you will, and I think you will. So um, there was a lot of talks up after you guys won and the confetti was falling down. A lot of folks, you know, most of the team kind of celebrated. You went off and, and, and talked to some of uh, some of the big donors. What was kind of uh, what kind of was going through your mind when you did all that? Well, you know, without them, some of the stuff we do, some of the stuff we get, yeah, it won't happen. And um. I just want to be fair. I want to be a fair player. And um, I've always been a humble guy. So I wanted to make sure I went over there first, you know, and just thank them for all they do for us, for all they do for the community. Because, you know, it's just important in life to show the same love. They show love to us. So I just, you know, cherish those moments. I actually got a great picture of me hugging some fans and, you know, hugging some donors. And, you know, I'll never forget those pictures. That's cool, man. What was um, what was kind of the mood in in the locker room after you guys kind of got done cutting down nets and were able to celebrate it, just as a team with with all the players and coaches in there? What were uh, what were some of the kind of fun conversations uh, you you were able to have? Well, 
an hour after the game, an hour after we cut the nets down. Um, we kind of like was everywhere, a little bit everywhere. Yeah. But as soon as everybody got, you know, situated, we went in the locker room. BP went in the locker room. We closed the doors, shut the doors. And he just talked about, you know, how we how we was supposed to get this, how how we was just preseason ranked number five. We only had one player, you know, preseason on a preseason team. And um, like I said before, he just said, like, they counted us out. They said, Auburn wasn't going to do this. Auburn wasn't right. going to do that. But we did it. You know, he just was telling us how proud he was, you know, of, of us getting this one accomplishment, you know, that we, we're on the road to joy. But he also talked about the SEC tourney. And, you know, he just talked about getting well prepared. And, you know, he was just – he just was excited. And he, he, he seen the bracket, and he was just saying, like, payback, payback. We see, we see two teams, you know, on our side that beat us. And one of them, you know, is Arkansas. You know, if we run into them – you know, I feel like it's going to be a different game. But he always talks about we run away from no one. No one can stop our destiny. Only us can stop our destiny. Right. So that is key, you know, going to this SEC tourney. And, you know, SEC tourney is going to be tough. Toughest from all, all this year. Because it's hard to be the team twice, three times. But I feel like, you know, a neutral site, we got the team to do it. Mm-hmm. we're going to win it. We're going to win it all. And like I said, it's not going to be easy, but we're going to cut those nets down and that's going to be the joyfulest thing of my life. And, um, you know, it's just going to make everyone happy. And um, we just, we just want to win it with all, with all our hearts. Yeah. Zep, there's a very real scenario where if you guys win all three games that you need to win to win the tournament, that you will play Florida, you will play Arkansas, and there's a real chance you play Tennessee again, the three teams that, that beat you guys in the regular season. Is that something that you guys want? Do you guys kind of want to force them to say, hey, can you guys do it again? Well, you know, it's a tournament. It's, it's, a, it's a bracket. Right. Um, we're really not forcing the issue. Okay. But we would love to get them back, especially Arkansas. Not really in Florida, but Arkansas. We love to get them back. So we see them on the side, and when they win, we win. That's that's one for sure. We would want to play. Right. Um. We would just feel like we was disrespected. They feel like, you know, they got to win. They feel like they're better than us right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we play against them. The intensity is going to be high. The energy is going to be flowing because we feel like we got something to prove against them. Right. And um, we feel like we're going to beat the crap out of them when we see them again, because from their coaching staff, their players, their fans, we just didn't tolerate the disrespectful, disrespectfulness they, they, they put out. From Arkansas? And, um, like, yeah, I see. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't get to go on the trip, but I just see all types of stuff on the internet, this and that. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in my coach. Right. I'm a firm believer in what he do. And um, for him to, for him to get disrespect, for him to be, Man, and what they did, I'm going to be bad, too. And uh, I would love to see Arkansas. Yeah, there's a good chance that you guys do. There's a good chance that that happens. When, um, when do you guys head to Tampa as you and I record this Monday morning? We'll be heading out Wednesday. 
hopefully okay. uh I get to see a Wednesday game, you know, like Georgia or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Georgia, Mississippi State. Um Mississippi State or our Ole Miss and um but who else uh in that bottom bracket? Um Missouri. Hopefully I get to see yeah. this, you know, just to see, you know, see around and just you know, just enjoy the moment before we get to play games. So how will you guys watch the Thursday game between Florida and Texas A&M? Of course, you guys will play the winner of that game. How will you watch that? Will you watch that just kind of as a group? Or will Bruce Pearl kind of be leading that and like breaking it down and kind of forming a game plan as that game is going on? How do you anticipate that going? Well, I think, um, I think you know, as a, as a team, I think we want to see them play. Right. We're yeah. more interested. We're more interested in everybody else to see who we gonna play. Um, you know, um, it's gonna be interesting just to see who's gonna win. Because we like, you know, certain teams play certain defense, certain teams do this, certain teams do that. So it's kinda gonna be like when we in practice this week, we'll have two scouts, two teams we're gonna prepare for. We're gonna prepare for both. We're gonna prepare for twenty four players. Mm-hmm. Maybe 25, 26. We're going to know everything from both teams. Even though it's going to be kind of tough, but we're just going to get well prepared. But we're also going to go to the game and, you know, just take in as much as we can for the team who's going to win. Right. And I imagine it's easier because you've played all these teams before and some of these teams multiple times. So, I mean, you've already kind of got to be familiar with some of the roster, right? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. The roster is very familiar. Um, like I said, we played Florida. We played them twice. Um, you know, they beat us once. We beat them once. So I kind of know we're going to be, you know, on the ropes against them, going to be coming out with high energy if we play them. Texas A&M, we're going to play them once, and that's at home. Um, they really never really got a chance to really come back and, you know, play with us. But, yeah. you know, if I could imagine, I know Texas A&M don't want to run up against Auburn because the way we play defense and how ratty how our energy is. But, you know, you never know. It's March. Right. Anything can happen in March. Oh, A March is crazy. For whoever. Um, so, you know, like I say, no matter what team it is, we're going to come out and play Auburn basketball. Right. The The dynamic of playing at 11 o'clock on a Friday, that's a pretty unusual time to play a basketball game. But like you said, this is March, and that's the nature of it. How do you get up for a, a you know for a game that early, or is it just you know it's March? You don't really need to set the table. You're going to be ready to go. Well, we all know this. Like you said, it's March. Yep. Um, the energy is going to be high. I don't care if we go to sleep at four or five o'clock. Get two hours, one hour. Right. It ain't gonna matter because we got one thing in mind, and that's to win that whole thing. I don't care who in front of that jersey. Okay, if I got one hour of sleep, I'm gonna give it my all out there. I don't care if I got 30 minutes of sleep. My energy gonna be so contagious out there. I just wanna cut those nets down out there. I wanna celebrate in Florida. I wanna go to the beach and I I, I just wanna do some some crazy stuff I never done in life and just be super excited just to win that tournament. You know how big that'd be? You know, coming off a Saturday game, then you come next Sunday. And then you cut the nets on another another net, and it ain't even Neville Arena. Right, man, that'd be a blessing. That'd be a lifetime experience. And it's in Florida, beautiful weather, beautiful place to be, beautiful people, beautiful fans. <laughs> <laughs> I 
man, I ain't gonna be able to stop that. That'd yeah. be that'd be a blessing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Zep, one more thing, and I'll let you go. Jabari has been incredible this past month of the season. I mean, his efficiency on offense has been maybe one of the best months Auburn has ever seen from a player. I mean, he has been awesome. What are no you doubt. expecting from him over the course of this postseason? I'm expecting number greatness. He he shows greatness every game. Um, you know, I'm just expecting him to give it his all. We all know this is gonna be his last games in the Auburn uniform, without a doubt. It's just gonna show people why he's the best player in college basketball. But with him, he's gonna show passion. He's gonna show love. He's not the rest of he's not like the rest of these players who's gonna enter the draft and just say, forget it. He's gonna show you why he loved the game, why he loved his teammates, and why he wants this thing so bad to anybody else. Yeah. Because a lot of people who do this, and a lot of people who who know they're gonna enter the draft, they know, they know they don't care. But it just shows you how much leadership he have down this stretch. And it shows you how much of a player is going to be. He's going to be counted on so much down this stretch. It's just going to be, it's going to be joyful to get, to win, to win these games and just to see everybody face in the locker room. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, absolutely. And just to see his face and just to be so excited and for him to keep having these monster games down the stretch, just keep going, making key shots. And that's what he lived for. That's what he wants. Yeah. He wants the scouts to know that he wants, he want these NBA players to know that. I want the last shot. We play Kentucky. We play Arkansas. 64-64. Jabari Smith, he makes it. That's what he wants. Yeah. He wants the crunch time. He want to make it. So I think it's going to be crucial. That was a good question to end this thing off, off in. And, and I seen this. He put a post on Instagram. And um, it said something like family for life. Right. So that's how you knew that he wasn't coming back. He cherished those moments. He cherished those fans. He'll always be Auburn man for life. So I think that's going to be what Jabari Smith is going to do for us, you know, down this stretch. Yeah, he's a special player. There's no question about it. Zep, congratulations once again. And hopefully uh, when we talk this time next week, you'll have um, you'll have more shirts and hats and parts of a neck cut down. And uh, I look forward to talking to you about it. I have a shirt on. has a shirt and I had a hat on. I should have had it on today, but that's okay. You know, it's regular season. Let's get ready for SEC tournament. Appreciate you, my I love guy. it. Thank you, Zep. No problem. That's Zep Jasper. Thank you so much, Zep. As always, really appreciate it, and best of luck throughout this week. We'll talk about who we think will start on the offensive line in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. You cannot go wrong with any flavor of Built Bar. And there are a ton of flavors. When you hop over to Built.com, you'll see no matter what your taste preference is, Built Bar has something for you. Whether it's Built Bars themselves, they also have these Built Puffs that are delicious. Be sure to check all of it out at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. Also, today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. You can take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. 
this puts the power in the hands of people that actually know what's going on in the sport. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. This is what daily fantasy is meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That is stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. All right, time now for a little Charlie Tuesday as Auburn message board legend Charlie Five joins us. And man, I've been wanting to talk about the offensive line, but it Let's kind of it. Um, it kind of intimidates me a little bit because... There's a lot of questions, but at the same time, like there's there's a very high chance that there's not a whole lot of differences from what happened last year. Last year, exactly. And I don't think anybody really wants that to be the case, but you look at it, it's like there's not a whole lot of wiggle room as far as what they're able to do, especially going into yeah. spring. You know, maybe if they get some guys after spring, which we're all kind of expecting and hoping for, I think. But I thought it'd be fun to kind of go position by position down the offensive line as far as who we think um, is going to be the guy at each of those spots. Yeah. I imagine sure. everyone is going to agree on the middle three, right? I think so. The yeah. guards they're, in the center. They're all back. And they all played, you know, fairly decent at times last year. So I don't, I don't think there's much anybody that's really going to um, argue you there. Yeah. So what Auburn's got four super seniors with yep. Brandon Council, Austin Troxel, Nick Brahms, and Alec Jackson, which that's an interesting name. Um, yeah. And then obviously Tayshawn Manning entered the portal. So, the, you know, those are the older guys that are that are leaving. But your interior guys, you got to think Nick Brahms will be the starting center. He's been starting at center for Auburn since like the 1980s, it feels like. Um, <laughs> but then your other, I mean, Brandon Council is going to be to the left and Keandre Jones is going to be to the right. I mean, probably your, yep. That's, that's, that's what you're looking at, right? That is that is it, and you got Keandre Jones probably going to be your probably your best returning offensive lineman, and uh, should be he should he should continue to get better. He'll be a junior next year, so uh, he will be he should be a pretty good force right there in the middle. And then, like you said, Nick Brahms, you know they wouldn't have asked him back if they didn't feel like they wanted him to play uh, and and play immediately and start. So you got Brahms, and then Council, uh, he's He's the only like player that's played four years after grad transferring. I think it's it's amazing, <laughs> but we we love him and he's going to be there uh, and hopefully healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. So your interior, you know, you're, there's a lot of value there. There's a lot of value there when uh, in the interior. I feel like and um, good to have them all healthy and ready to go for spring. Yeah, and, and I think with you know what Harson's going to do, and we'll probably see more under center if Brian Harson's really controlling the offense. So you yeah. need that push. You need that push in the interior. They were much better in pass protection than run blocking. And so I don't know if that push was really there as consistent um, as, as they would have liked last year, but maybe they take that step. We'll have to see. And look, we saw the drop off at center when Nick Brahms was not in the game against yeah. Houston in the Birmingham Bowl. And that's no disrespect to anybody else, but there was a drop off there. And so sure. um, maybe there's something there and it looks like you know, maybe the future of that position will be okay with some uh, some guys kind of starting to get into the system. Um, but the tackles are interesting to me because yeah. you got to think Troxel will be one of them. Yep. Assuming he can stay healthy. As many games as he's able to stay healthy for, you got to think he will be 
had one of those. He's he's kind of I, I have him written down as a starting left tackle right now. Yeah. Where what side would you put him on? So I think his natural I think naturally he's more of a right tackle than a natural left tackle. right tackle. He's a natural right tackle. Okay. Um. So I I mean just from. Uh, what I, I, I've seen the chatter on message boards and people talking, I think Austin is going to be your right tackle. And then Zaire is probably going to try to get, they're going to try to get him in there as your left tackle. And then you got still got Brendan coffee who could probably swing to either side, probably favor the right side mm-hmm. uh, and just uh, run it that way. And then you got, you still got young guys like Colby Smith um, who's turned a lot of heads and then, um, uh, what about like there, Langlo? There's, there's, yeah, Gardner Langlo. I, I mean, he's kind of more of an inside guy, but he could he could possibly he's long. He could possibly bounce outside. Uh, but yeah, I think they want to get. I think Austin is a better prospect on the right side, and Zaire played fairly decent the few times a uh, little bit that he got um, in there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last year, so uh, you know, he's 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 also another a JUCO grad that's been here for a while, so. Uh, hopefully he can take that next step. There's a lot of excitement when those two guys, those two guys came in at the same time. Yeah. They were both like top five Juco tackles when they committed in that class. And we, I, think, I think, I, I thought it would be an instant impact level of addition to this roster. Yeah. And it hasn't been. And yeah. I thought they had a chance to win a job last year. And it seemed like they gave Zaire a chance to win it over Troxel. And yeah. it just, for whatever reason, didn't happen. Zaire, you know, he had that injury. He came in and had that injury earlier that set him back, and he hasn't been playing football for very long anyway. Right. So any additional setback just hurt that much longer. But we were both kind of Brennan Coffee truthers. Um, mm-hmm. He had time. He 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 had to put on some weight because he was he's a mountain, but he's he was only like he was a very lean two seventy five ish. So he's had to come in and beef up, but he's also very athletic. So. There's guys that got ta- that have talent that um, if they're put in the right places and and you know the scheme is right they can you know be you know be pretty produ- productive I guess. What do you think of you know the, the mindset of this group? I mean, because that was a big part of it with me last year watching this team. Is I thought Harson would make these dudes more mean, yeah. and that wasn't really the case. When Auburn played teams that were as good as them or better. They got pushed around on the offensive front and really the defensive yeah. front. And I think that had to do more with attitude than actual skill. Because I think these dudes are talented and athletic, like you said. I, I think it's more of a, you know, we got to figure out how to get more mean up front. Yeah. It, it, it you know, a lot of people want to talk about the, you know, changing offense, offensive philo- philosophies, and, and are they thinking versus reacting. But yeah. at some point in time, you just got to line up and beat the dude in front of you. And we did seem to um, be a little bit weak at the point of attack, especially um, those short yardage, short yardage positions or short yardage situations. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they got to get better there. They got to get um, meaner, stronger. And then, but maybe there is something a little bit to, um, you know, playing a different style of offense where it's more quick off the ball versus running a lot of zone uh, type blocking schemes where it's it's uh, you know letting the back slow developing, let the back kind of find the hole, and you're just sort of blocking an area versus a man, and uh, you know I don't know. We'll it's just yeah. A lot of times you you always think uh, one more year means one more year better, but I don't think that's always the case. 
Uh, but I, I mean, think that probably becomes more of a thing. Like the younger you are, it's like freshman younger, to sophomore yeah. year. I think it's a big deal. Sophomore to junior, you mentioned that with Keandre. Like maybe that's a big deal. But what about senior to, to super senior? Um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of evidence of that. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's an exception, but I'm not yeah. holding my breath for it. Yeah, but at the same time, it can't be a bad thing to have. No, it can't. Like all these guys return, like returning that have played beside each other. Um, it. It, it can it's it's hard to, to to like pinpoint how it can be a bad thing um unless you just say that they're gonna put the exact same output and and i'm not sure i totally 100 percent buy that either i think even if they were the same um i mean you, you need improvements in other areas of the offense as well yes so, a thousand percent um was it all on offensive line play i don't know if i'm buying that i know that's the easiest thing to do and that's the easiest thing to yeah. say. And I'm not going to say you're wrong if you say it. But Yeah, there's I, an argument there. Uh yeah, for sure. For sure. As far as the as far as the portal goes, like I think pretty much the starting lineup is is already on the team. Um I'm not sure that there's going to be that rock star guy. Uh I'm not sure that that, well, that guy's going to be there. I think if we add anybody, it'll be some younger guys that may have some promise that can come in and develop. I, I just, I'm not sure at this point of the portal that there's going to be that just instant impact left tackle. And there, there, there could be, but you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to go after him. So yeah, if there's a uh, hot shot gonna, instant starter at one of the tackle spots, I'm not convinced based on what we've seen, I'm not convinced Auburn will be able to land them right now. I'm not either, but you know what? You got to start winning some of those. Yeah. You got to start. If you, if, if you want to, if you want to have success now, which I think um, Harson desperately needs, uh, when there there are those opportunities, you got to start winning them. You got to start winning them. So right. I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting you know we'll bring in some maybe red shirts uh, freshmen or red shirt sophomore guys with promise, with good size, um, maybe highly recruited uh, out of high school, local maybe maybe even some local kid localish kids. That mm -hmm. that kind of seems to be the theme. Um, I'm, that's probably the the route we're going to go because I, I just at this point in time I just don't know how you can add anybody out of the portal right now that can come in and be better than you know I guess what we already have if that makes sense. Hey, what do you think about the Jeremiah Wright situation? It's strange. I, I want him to stay on defense. I do too. I, he was apparently I, I, having a great spring last year and he got hurt. But um, he's super. Uh, you know he's we talked about it being mean, being aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's definitely has that to be able to go over to the other side and turn as many heads as he did. Right. Um, so if he could come and push for some, you know, an interior spot, um, I, I would welcome it. I just kind of want him. I kind of want him on the defensive side, especially since we lost, you know, some defensive linemen, yeah. just have him in there to back up. Or heck, he could probably start, still start at nose tackle. Um, awesome, so I, I, I would like him to stay on defense, but um, it's never a bad thing to welcome another body into the offensive line room. Was uh, it? What either. was it? Bowl practice where he was getting reps on the O line? Yeah, okay. yeah, he was. He was getting uh, reps on the offensive line in bowl practice. All right, at one of the guard positions, I think. I have an important question for Charlie Five coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. We'll continue this Charlie Tuesday in just a moment. But March Madness, it's here, folks. It is here. Last night, I was watching the Sun, Bowl, uh, Sun Belt Championship. Um, 
because this is March and there are tournament bids on the line. And so, look, if you're listening to this show, you're probably doing your research and kind of watching this championship week to see who's going to get into the tournament to get more info about these teams. And look, just like you're doing research on these teams, we've already done the research regarding where you need to run your bracket pools over the next month. And the answer is runyourpool.com. They are the best. They provide so many different options regarding scoring and different customizable features that you're not going to find at places like ESPN and CBS. Run your pool. It's worth it. Check it out. And look, we're running our brackets there. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. how you can be a part of the action. And we're going to be giving away cash prizes. Yeah. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is, folks. And you, you know, check it out. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. That is runyourpool.com slash locked on. Also, today's show brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, or SUV. So just why... I mean, just why go into the store and you, they're just going to order the part for you? You can just do it from your phone or your computer, wherever you can access rockauto.com. Skip the middleman. It'll save you money. Rockauto.com. Go there right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And please write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. All right, Charlie Five, uh, we got a few minutes left with you and really appreciate your time as always. But last year, and maybe even the year before that, there was a, uh, there was a growing, I'm going to call it a movement. I'm going to call movement. it a movement that Kobe Hudson was a natural wide receiver. And I think yes. it's important that we have this conversation between you and I, but also the folks watching on out. YouTube, as well if, you, if you're listening in audio form, hit us up on the Discord. We'll put the link in the, audio, uh, in the, the episode description down below. Reach out to us on Twitter, whatever it may be. We need your voice to be heard. And I think this is an important question. Since Kobe Hudson left and is no longer our national wide receiver anymore, do we need to claim or tie that title to another Auburn wide receiver? I say absolutely yes. And let me tell you why. (laughs) Okay, tell Uh, me. Number one, uh, why? Because uh, if if Kobe would have been a thousand yard rock star guy i would say you know what let's just let it lie he he earned that but uh although he was a good option i just feel like that's that title's still up to be earned okay. i feel like i feel like you can go out that that is still somebody can go out and earn the natural wide receiver and uh, i don't think kobe did anything to make it uh permanently his title so i think it's still up for grabs uh it's a thing and we're going to keep making it a thing and uh i say let it roll. Okay. Let's keep, let's keep doing it. Early candidates for natural wide receiver in your mind. And I say, say who we give it to whoever is the hottest coming out of um, spring. Not oh, yeah. Shed Jackson. Love you, no. Shed. But I don't think you're a natural wide receiver. I think you're good, but I don't think you're a natural wide receiver. Uh, I think you can make the argument for Malcolm Johnson Jr. Yep. I think you can make that argument. Zevion Capers. Maybe. Let's see what happens Maybe. this spring. I'm not super fired up about that one. I do think Capers will be a big uh, part of this offense, though. Yeah, J.J. Evans, sure. not going to lie. I kind of forget not about sure him he's... all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm not think, sure that he's real. Yeah. 
We'll see. I hope he is. He certainly seems talented. I do. He's never hear about him, but yeah, he was he was really good in high school. The next two names I'm going to read are the two guys that I think are the leader right now to be Auburn's next natural wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and they're both freshmen. Tavarsh oh Dawson mm. of the redshirt freshman variety or Jay Fair. True okay. freshman. Those are the two okay. that I'm leaning towards right now. And of course we got Amari Kelly and Camden Brown as well. But those are the two that I'm kind of leaning towards possibly being Auburn's next natural wide receiver. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think both of those are great candidates. I think uh, Tavares showed uh, showed that he is a 100% a deep threat uh, in the bowl game. The very, the very few times that he got to be on the field, he just he dusted his guy three or four times. And if we could have just hit on one, yeah. uh, we win the ball game. But um, we couldn't. So uh, that's something I feel like we've been missing um, is just like a, a real – number one, being able to hit a deep ball and then, uh, you know, a – a guy that can take the top off. So uh, that's big. I think he could definitely be that guy. And he's I, – I, my leading candidate, though, um, who we're still in limbo, we're not really sure. I don't even know if I can technically call him a leading cam- candidate because I don't know that he's pulled his name all the way out of the portal yet. But um, Javarius Johnson, to me, is the guy that is the most complete – other than size, he is a small guy, but as far as route running, yeah. speed, mm-hmm. uh, playmaking ability, electricity, I think he's the guy that could be the natural uh, moving forward if he does, in fact, come back like all signs kind of point that he's going right. to, you know, he's going to re he's, – he's still enrolled, and I think he's with the team to start, pra- to start spring practice. So if he's there yeah. and he makes it through spring, I think he's going to be – he's my leading candidate to be the natural. Yeah, Look, if you're out there watching or listening to this, your input on this topic is extremely valuable and extremely important. I feel like we're going to get roasted. I mean, the, the focus and having fun thing as I'm wearing the shirt right now, yeah, that was a great meme, and it was the biggest meme from the Auburn football season. But the longest-running meme was Kobe match. Hudson being a natural wide receiver. And so I just think that's something. I can I say keep it going. I really I really do. And I will disagree with anybody that disagrees. <laughs> How passionate are you about this? Would you fight someone if they argued with you? I would e fight you to the death. E fight e fight you to the death if you disagree with me. All right. Got it. I'm that passionate. I love it. I love it. How can people find you here? You support you all that good stuff, brother. Absolutely, man. Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five, AuburnLive.com, the corner message board in the Locked On Auburn Discord or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Club. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.